Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. I'm Darren, and it's great to have your company today for episode 195. I'm also joined by Ben. G'day, g'day. And unfortunately, Frank's not here tonight. He hasn't been able to make it um, due to some family illness with both his his wife and son. Um, so we're wishing them the best and a for a fast recovery and hope that Frank's back as soon as possible. Also, we're down Trent tonight, who is catching up with um, the um, LEGO Masters crew for the one-year anniversary since they embarked on that amazing journey. So, Congratulations. What a milestone. It certainly is. And, and, and what, a, what an event that, that was for all of them. You know, yeah. so good. You know, we're suitably jealous um, <laughs> of this. Sure. Um, and, yeah, when you listen to this, Trent, we mean that sincerely. So... Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? I just got a new hat. I guess the first point is the um, the Sesame Street Lego set that's been revealed, which, wow, what a set. It's um, been a family favorite TV show for more than 50 years. And now you can create a colourful Lego brick version of 123 Sesame Street and relive classic scenes with this awesome Lego ideas set. The set features Elmo, Cookie, Monster, Bert and Ernie minifigures plus Oscar the Grouch and Big Bird figures. It also features 1,367 pieces, which is seriously a lot of pieces. And the price tag for this um, absolute beauty is 120 USD and is due for release at the beginning of November this year, so pretty much imminently. Yeah, pretty uh, cool set, very colourful, and uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of adults will be picking that up for sure. I reckon they will, and it might take Trent back to his Lego Masters journey too, but that's that's a story for another episode. That's it, alright. Moving on, we've got the McFarlane Build-A-Figure Bane. So, Todd McFarlane has posted his 732nd video. This particular one mainly shows off the scale of their upcoming DC Multiverse Robin figure. However, at the end of the video, he gives fans a preview of the upcoming Bane 7-inch scale Build-A-Figure. He showcases the figure alongside the Robin and the Elseworlds Batman figure. To say this Bane is big is an absolute understatement. He is enormous. He is probably as tall as he is wide, and honestly, I think this Baff decision choice is going to be welcomed by fans and a much better decision for actual figures as opposed to that Batman vehicle uh, they started releasing, you know, way back in sort of Wave 1, the three-part Batman uh, Batmobile, remember how? Yeah, I yes. certainly do. Yeah. yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I think this is going to go down a treat for sure. So, speaking of McFarlane DC Multiverse news, we have some more Gorilla Grodd and Flash, as seen in the Justice video game, have been announced. 
these um the picture of Grodd and and Flash Bife look each one of them looks really really awesome um you know nice detail beautiful looking color palette you know really good job I think I think a lot of uh, Mythic Legion fans are going to grab this gorilla and uh, put them you know in their Mythic Legions collection a so, good call it does blend yeah. in very nicely for sure for sure Alright, so moving on to Reaction by Super 7. So the new assortment of Thundercats and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reaction figures have been revealed by Super 7. Uh, Solicitations for these figures have gone out to retailers and pre-orders should begin to go live soon. The figures will be priced at $18 each. The Ninja Turtle reaction figures are due in February next year while the Thundercats should be released in March next year. We have... From Thundercats, we've got Groon, the snowman of Hook Mountain, Jaga, Monikin or Monkey Man, Mumra, the mummy version, and Tigra. Ninja Turtles-wise, we have Casey Jones. We have a damaged foot soldier, which is pretty cool. We have Samurai Leonardo. So that's uh, pretty cool. They're going down the variant uh, sort of path. As far as variants go, I reckon Samurai Leonardo is actually a a pretty good one. Yeah, Yeah, look, it is. Um, Early wave. Yeah, I think probably I have a bit of nostalgia for that one. Plus, it almost seemed like a preview figure to that third movie that everybody loves so much because (laughs) they went down that samurai road heavily in that, as people would remember. So it sort of feels that, you know, if they don't go down the third movie road, this is perhaps your representation of that. So, very cool. Then rounding out, we've got the Cowabunga character, the sewer surfing Michelangelo. Best turtle of them all. Yeah, well, how do you feel about this? Is this sort of, you know, also... You know, a, a thumbs up in your books, or it was never my favourite variant of Mikey. I love the name, but yeah. I just it just didn't look enough like Mikey maybe, maybe for me. Maybe if he didn't have a swimsuit on, <laughs> maybe if he had a bit more orange bandana going in, he'd still have that Mikey vibe about him. Right. But um, yeah, no, um, that, that's probably holding it back a, a little bit for me. But um, it's a it's an iconic variant that means a lot to people, so I think it's really good. Um, that he's coming and the diversity is good. I know, I know Trent, who's on his T stop currently, um, commented on just how difficult that Casey Jones he thought really lent itself yes. well to the reaction and and plus the artwork as well and like, the artwork, you know, all those Super Seven reaction lines. The artwork is just outstanding. It so. certainly is. So I think that one was really making the T stop that extra little bit difficult that um, the day that was revealed. We have some exciting um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, news um, from what I would have said recently to be the one of the most unlikely sources. Playmates have um, hit it out of the park with this one with the Mirage Comics influence. There's a there's Splinter and Shredder recolors of the '88 figures, which I want to get to in a second because these, particularly the Shredder, is phenomenal in its own right. And the four turtles are repacks from the 2014 um, comic book line when they did that Eastman and Lead retail version with the comic packing this set is priced at 39.97 usd and is due for release on december 8th through the walmart website um unfortunately not known necessarily for the best of packaging um, walmart online but that shredder um, was born to be made for those who don't know the history of the um, vintage shredder it's actually the toy 88 playmate shredder was actually based on that eastman and lad early comic books that crouching position because they couldn't they couldn't make a taller shredder they were told they wanted to be the same size yeah. so th- this is one of those variants that 
I'd never thought of and made you wonder, wonder as soon as it was revealed, why didn't we get this sooner? Because oh, it's sure. just been, yep. it's just born for it. Yeah, so uh, I've seen quite a few customs of this version of Shredder in those colour schemes. I think it's very cool. Uh, one issue I have is it's it's left the uh, top of, uh, above his eyebrows unpainted, so the bottom of his helmet, which I just find very frustrating. It's true to the 88 version but it should be more like the cartoon version where they corrected the yep. um, unpainted version especially since it's based uh, on the comic not the toy exactly. line yep. yeah so they, they had that opportunity to fix the problem and they uh, ignored it so that's frustrating uh, you have to buy all six characters to get you know all six you can't buy them individually which is uh, kind of annoying uh, I um, I think the price is pretty good. Thirty nine ninety seven is okay, but you know that's going to be highly inflated on the secondary market. And I think uh, Shredder looks great, but I just don't. I don't have that appeal for Splinter. I don't think yep. it translates as well as. I um, don't think it does either. No. That was my first thought when I saw that picture. Um, you know, this was born. Shredder was born to be repainted that way because of the origins of the sculpt. Splinter. Um, I think they could have recolored any splinter and that would have worked just as well or not as well depending so on true. your perspective yeah. but um but there's still plenty of more um team nt in news to um to wrap our heads around and some of that is from NECA. pre-orders are live for the latest teenage mutant ninja turtles turtles in time video game figures these are seven inch scale figures from NECA. And include a new Baxter Stockman from that level one. If people remember that, he's the first boss you come onto in that video game. And a two-pack featuring pirate versions of Bebop and Rock City. These figures are due for release in May 2021. Very cool. We've also got some uh, Turtle Van confirmed from NECA. So in an exclusive interview on the YHS podcast... Craig, Jake, and Abigail, they interviewed NECA Ninja Turtles brand manager Trevor Zamet, and he confirmed on their podcast episode that they are in fact working on a six-inch scaled cartoon turtle van. How freaking awesome. I think I'm just blown away. That is very awesome. You know, knowing NECA, they've done the dioramas. It was only a matter of time before they started uh, doing vehicles. It was on the, um, you know, maybe list. Yeah, uh, it was mentioned on the maybe list earlier this year by Randy when he spoke with Pixel Dan. But it's great to see this is actually coming to fruition. Yeah, so thank you guys, uh, YHS. uh, They're an awesome podcast. Very Ghostbusters heavy, but they uh, love talking all things uh, you know, toy related as well. They so. certainly do, and their Instagram account, the toys are something to behold. For All sure. the different lines. So yeah, definitely worth checking them out. Yeah, for sure. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Moving on, we've got the G.I. Joe Snake Eyes one sixth scale figure by 3A. So Such has... a pity Frank's not in the room for this one. <laughs> so uh, Hasbro Pulse and 3-0 have teamed up for a series of one sixth scale collectible figures. So that's sort of Hot Toys uh, scale and uh, quality. So they've re- uh, redesigned by 3-0, inspired by Hasbro retro G.I. Joe characters. The first of these releases is the 12-inch tall Snake Eyes. Featuring standard, fully articulated body, hand-tailored fabric costuming, and a full loadout of character-inspired accessories. Pre-order now on Hasbro Pulse by December 21st, 2020. And I've check out the photos, guys. This guy looks amazing. If you're into that hot toys and that realistic design, uh, Snake Eyes uh, is really, really, really cool. 
So we have some new Star Wars news. A line is coming by Diamond Select's seven-inch figures, starting with Boba Fett and Darth Maul. First appeared as a leak found on a Disney store shelf. So these look pretty cool. Yeah, you gonna get them? Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm deeply, heavily into the Black Series. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure I'm in a position to jump into another Star Wars line <laughs> yeah. at this point. Um, but they look very cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, now, I've got a Kickstarter that sort of piqued my interest in things. So uh, we've got a Kickstarter project that has some, uh, you know, uh, influences that I think is pretty cool. It's called Stardusk. So Stardusk is a premium line of futuristic six-inch characters, so one-twelfth scale action figures from Fox Forge Toys. This brand new action figure line includes unique and original character designs, weapons, accessories, and thirty high-quality points of articulation. So they, you know, they've got the um, articulations you want. So uh, you have until the twenty-second of November to pledge. So get onto it. Go and have check them out. That Stardusk uh, Kickstarter program from Fox Forge Toys. Uh, yeah, it looks a really interesting project. I recommend everyone go and have a look. Definitely looks very cool. <laughs> So we have some we have an update on Super Seven Snake Mountain from the Master Universe Classics line. Fans have started to receive Super Seven's first batch of the Master Universe Classics um, Snake Mountain playset. It started to arrive. We've actually seen some photos, um, you know, both online generally, but also um, one of our good friends and Patreons, Web Web Store eighty three, who people might remember from a previous episode. Um, showered me in in the Origins, best yeah. yeah best gift imaginable um considering i'm such an undeserving so-and-so um <laughs> you know it's terrific but yeah look um seriously his pictures you know his picture looked sensational and yeah. you know you can see he's absolutely delighted as as he would be being a huge masters fan to have it in his collection and hopefully you know um, before long everyone will have them and and th that'll be really cool but yeah it's great to see that it's sort of starting to ship now and and people are starting to get them yeah any um issues quality issues or anything you've heard or is it all positives or uh... some people are probably a little little more impressed than than others with yep, it yep. um i don't know that I'd, I'd call them quality um quality issues per se perhaps it wasn't just quite you know, people had envisioned something in their mind and yes. built something up and, and pictures, you know, and, and video do it so much justice, but until you see it and and that. So I, from what I can gather, it's probably more, you know, taste and aesthetics, yes, you know, than, yep. than actually, oh, this is faulty or that's not working yeah. as described. But but look, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know, it got made. Who would have thought? Oh, it's, it's a quality product. Uh, it's such a enormous thing to be uh produced i just and and it, it's that sort of last hurrah for the motu classics absolutely line, you, know? you know um as far as we're well aware of and you know unless things change dramatically this will be the very last product um yeah. and it'll bring bring a line to an end that you know ran for if you include this as the the end piece 12 years and that's wow. a that's a um since that king grayscale from san diego all the way back in 2008 that's a pretty impressive yeah, run yeah you know yeah. um who would have thought when we first saw that two in 2007 that he-man in the glass cabinet that it could come to this you know 
sensational. Yeah. Um, well done to Mattel and Super 7 for keeping it alive for so long. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hats off. All right, so I want to uh, shout out Pacific Rim The Black. So after two movies, the Monsters vs. Robots franchise, Pacific Rim is getting its own animated series over at Netflix. So continuing the battle between the kaiju and the jaegers due 2021 on netflix i am particularly excited to see this are you keen on this yeah i am i I enjoyed the films um immensely and and i think netflix have you know pretty good track record for sure with with these sorts of things um so yeah no i am totally psyched for this um can't wait um to see it you know even some trailers i think are are gonna you know wet the whistle quite nicely for it so yeah no um 2021 seems to be, you know, such an exciting year for Netflix. Oh, for sure. You know, we've got yeah. Cobra Kai season three. We've got, you know, Kevin Smith's um, Master Universe re- revelation. We've got this. Uh, such a good time to be a Netflix subscriber. Mm. Mm. Also, you've got uh, Kong versus uh, Godzilla coming of course. out uh, next year. So it's a yeah. good, good uh, monster verse. Absolutely. Uh, you know, year. So yeah. All right. Any other news that you can think of off the top of your head, or I reckon that's that's probably that's the bulk it. Yeah. of it. Um, you know, I don't think there's there's a lot. There was a rumor fighting around that the the next James Bond film um, that um, that was being shopped around for a streaming deal between Netflix and um, Apple. Um, plus, we're looking at that, and and that they were wanting um, a significant amount of money for that. I do remember the figures being bandied about, but it was never confirmed earlier in the week. I was hoping we might have sort of known by now which way that would go. Maybe by the time this goes up, we will. Have they confirmed if it's going to be a male or a female Bond? Uh, No, this is the last one Daniel Craig that they shot. And uh, I'm, so, I'm so out of bond. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. This is the last one. I've just right. forgotten the title of it. It okay. just escaped me as we were recording, but yeah. I, I did yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just been pushed back in release so many times because originally it was going to be released in April around the time of yeah. Easter this year, and then it was pushed back to November, and then it's been pushed back again yeah. to April next year. And obviously, they still don't have confidence yeah. that it will be back out in April, so they were shopping it around. But while I say a considerable amount of money still significantly down on what they would have hoped you know a Daniel Craig Bond film would take at, at the box office so so um be interesting to know what they do decide to do on that front and yeah, whether sure. or not it, it goes the way Frank will often talk about that was what I was sort of hoping about about you know we we get some clarity on whether or not streaming is perhaps the future or whether they're not quite ready to go down that path um you know, I still have a huge attachment to cinema and and the the cinema experience and and that, but but I understand you know the you know the joy it's a different of different world. Yeah, it's a different world, um, and I understand you know the joy people get from watching something in the comfort of their own home as yeah. well. So yeah. yeah, the ease of it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, talking all things that we can watch at home. It's a good we segue. Have, uh, we have uh, exclusive. Um, exclusive options that we had to watch the first episode of the amazing action figure adventure from Rob and Jay. So thank you guys for allowing us to uh, preview, sort of give us a bit of a review session on uh, episode one. Absolutely. uh, I'll tell you right now, right? Tell you right now, my first thoughts of episode one, uh, it left me really annoyed, right? And I'll be honest, I'll be very honest, after... Sitting there and what finishing episode one, 
I was quite annoyed because now I have to wait an unknown time, well, probably the end of the year, until I can see, see episode, episode two. two. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I, I was just, you know, I'm so in that mindset of binge watching and things like yep. that. I just wanted to hit, you know, play next, uh, you know, at the end of episode one. It, it, it is so energy built and things. I was just, oh, I was fantastic. So It's such a quality program. The trailers don't really do it justice. Yeah. What I found with episode one is it goes into the backstory of, of you know, not only um, why, why Jay's on this mission, yep. you know, why this particular charity resonates with him and his connection, you know, as a supporter of this charity over over a number of years but it it delves it delves into that and and does a really good job of setting up the premise really really well really early on but just going into that store seeing all that vintage toy goodness um some of it packaged some of it not but you know there's just so many pause moments as well and i don't know if if ben and and Frank and and Trent found that when they were watching, but so many quality pause moments and and so many. Oh my God! Did you see that? Yeah, did you see yeah, that? Yeah, and yeah. um, oh my, it is too. Yeah. And um, you know um, and of course you know Jay's got a lot of that as well yes. with the stuff he's looking at and yeah. and and that as well. So you really have have that strong sense, you know, that this is a true hardcore fan. Of, of vintage toys that's in there doing doing this thing, you know, um, not for his own collection, but you know, purely to help others, to help you know, sick and ill and vulnerable children. Which you know, there's no really you know, no greater cause. Oh, I couldn't agree more. So, so rewinding a little bit, you know, we got the advanced screening from uh, Rob. Uh, the title is uh, "Knowing is Half the Battle," so that's uh, sort of episode one. Um, in in you know watching the first five minutes, I of reckon episode, Frank helped name name it that. <laughs> yeah, uh, in watching the first five minutes, uh, you've got special guests featured. Basically, uh, in the opening credits, you've got Brian Flynn, James Edoch, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, just to name a few. There's a few others, but damn, it's you know it's it's a who's quality. who exactly. of exactly. Um, people within this yeah. community or who have um, delivered content for this yes. this yeah. hobby. It's yeah. just sensational. Yeah, so the hype is. You know, pretty high when you uh, off the charts. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Jay uh, begins his journey in February 2020. All right. So uh, and then kicking off his journey at Heroes Comic Store in Lo uh, London, Ontario, uh, Canada. So that's um, you know sort of where he starts. And obviously he travels around. Uh, you know, episode two is a different location. Episode three is another location. And um, damn man, that Heroes Comic Store. What a crazy toy store. Like that's just. Uh, nothing what I've ever seen. It's 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 close. It's it's as close to Lobos as I can think of. That's it's about as the only thing I can um, draw a comparison yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's something else that you know. Um, I could not look at that and think, wow, you know, this road trip is going to be something else. We're yeah. going to see some yeah. really special things. If that's episode one, yes. My goodness, you yeah. know, you know, um, ten of more of those sorts of that sort of quality. Yeah, uh, yeah. sensational and. Um, yeah, it's just it's so good. I, I found it very interesting. Jay sort of had this idea. Okay, this is how this is because he's obviously raising money for a charity. We've talked about all these, um, you know, aspects in other episodes. So he's very, you know, lets the, the uh, 
listeners know and the watchers know that, that that's what he's doing. So he goes in there with this mentality, I'm going to build this uh, you know, nice little frame and I'll get the original G.I. Joe characters and I'll put them behind this sort of shadow box and I'll set them all up. And he's looking at the G.I. Joes on the wall and he's sort of, yep, yep, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, sort of uh, crunching the numbers in his head. And as you can sort of see him, as he gets deeper into the story, it's like, oh man, oh man, you know, like keeps it's... changing his mind and seeing this and seeing that. And uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's uh, and I and I'd be exactly the same if I was put in his shoes. I'd I'd change yeah, my mind. Yeah, who wouldn't be fifty be... times? You know, before. because it's so hard. Um, you've got one shot to get this right to to raise as much as you possibly can. And there is so much toy eye candy in this store that it is not funny. You know, you, you know, you could have gone to town and spent it all there, uh, but again, you got to come back to that. You know, what can he do to maximise the amount to help this charity as much as possible? And you know, he's constantly revising. It's turned everything he had planned on his head, as Ben said, and in a really good way because obviously that means he's been showing up some really special you know, off-the-wall things that he didn't predict that he would see. But, man, you know, um, you can say what a problem to have, and that's exactly right. But it's still a problem because, again, you know, it's not for his personal collection. He's trying to do this so very important charity justice and, and raise them as much as he possibly can. And you can see how passionate he is about doing that. And that, that's just sensational. Yeah, for sure. He uh, and I won't I won't give it away. He ends up picking um, a nice boxed uh, item up, and like it's it's difficult to sometimes uh, imagine how large some of these toys are until he actually carries it out of the store, and you can see him physically carrying it. It's like damn, they made some pretty big items back in the eighties. Yes, so, they certainly did. Uh, so I won't give that away. I'll let the um, the audience uh, find out for themselves, but. Uh, quality shot, quality, you know, uh, intercepted together. They've got sort of this black and white behind the scenes uh, footage as well, interspliced into the, um, you know, intermissions and things. Sort of seeing, you know, when Bray Jay's uh, making his decisions and stuff, they go to a bit of a black and white, a bit of a know. cutaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's quite, you know, unique and uh, um, makes for a joyous experience from the the watcher. So. Um, yeah, I give it a massive thumbs up. And as I said, I am super hungry to watch episode two. You and me both, yeah. man. Um, I can't wait to binge this whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and having said that, I'm sure I'll watch it over and over again. Oh, for it's sure. going to have that replay yeah. value. I really, really enjoyed that episode a lot. I also really enjoyed just seeing them chat after yes, you know yeah. The... So, yeah we've got that, that that was called the um behind the sh- after show episode one so yeah that was really cool too so you know look they have done a, a spectacular job it's so professional and um really really you know it's really going great guns yeah yeah so um episode we've also got some exclusive information here as well uh, rob has let us know what all the episodes are going to be called so the titles so episode two will be called power of the force episode three my kind of scum episode four i have the power episode five a real american hero episode six don't cross the streams Episode 7, More Than Meets the Eye. Episode 8, A Galaxy Far, Far Away. Episode 9, Back at the Hall of Justice. And rounding out episode 10, we have Transform and Roll Out. They all sound wicked. Uh, and, you know, you know, that's just, that's our forte. That's our, you know, 
throwbacks. That's just, uh, uh, you know, but without giving anything away. Obviously, we've seen, we talked about the auction and things, a few, uh, you know, some episodes ago. So we sort of know where some of these those items were purchased, what episodes they're going to come to. But it's the story of finding them. It's the story of what he doesn't grab versus grabbing what he does grab, you know, for the auction. Um, I'm, you know, I'm really pumped. And uh, you sort of alluded to, we've got the After Show episode one, so that was a real personal feel. I feel that's going to be for the Kickstarter. Um, that's my understanding. Yeah. That's for the Kickstarters. And we saw um, someone make a very special <laughs> cameo, someone that's very close to Toy Power. Yeah. Um, none other than Mr. Frank Allen himself, yeah. who yeah. who sadly can't be, be here tonight, as we discussed before. But, you know, it was great to see him on there yeah. talking about, uh, toy collecting and and you know what fuels him to do that. That's right. Um, no one more qualified to give their two cents on the subject. So terrific to see that and to see a toy power connection to this so early on. So big thanks to you know to everyone for um, making that available to Rob J and company who have worked so tirelessly on this. It's a real credit to them yeah. um, to see the quality. We also have some big news um, that we wanted to shout out, and that's the fact that the action figure adventure has its worldwide premiere, um, broadcast premiere, I believe, uh, in Canada on GINX Esports TV. Um, and the date, the air date for that is Wednesday, December 2nd at 7.30 p.m. And then at 10.30 p.m. And they will follow up with weekly screenings thereafter of each episode from then on in and you know that's sensational we hope that's just the beginning of um a global broadcasting yeah, and, sure. and and streaming partnership with rob and jay they've, they've poured so much hard work into this they deserve every bit of success they can get from it and and um it is really exciting to sort of see it come to fruition now yeah. we can't be that far away from getting some more of it and you know possibly you know even seeing the whole thing because you know um, it's got to be ready to be broadcast on december you know yeah. um, so. I, think, I think from what sort of rob said we'll have the uh he'll be shipping out and we'll sort of get the actual physical discs or whatever you pledged for around december so they're sort of yep. going to be around the same time yeah on. that was the insight yeah. i got from him too so that's terrific you yeah. know um it's not far now at all no you know, very um, exciting and and thanks again for uh, allowing us to preview that unfortunately um trent and frank uh, had a big spiel about the episodes as well but uh well the episode you know both the yeah. uh regular episode and the after show uh but they um yeah unfortunately couldn't be here yeah. so uh yeah we'll hopefully get their two cents in a future episode or you could listen to our thoughts right now through the magic of technology and editing i'm present to you Myself, Frank, and we're going to hear from Trent uh, a little later on. So we are, of course, talking about the AFA action figure adventure. I've been calling it AFA. Is that okay? Is that that's not a copyright with like AFA grade or something like that? Because let's be honest, the grading on this show is pretty bloody high. Like I've heard that a 100 AFA is impossible. I'm going to give this one 125 because it's just that good. Look, we've heard uh, obviously from Rob and Jay uh, over the journey to this point about uh, what it's going to be like. We know the the quality of the filmmaker that Rob is through some of his stuff like Nintendo Quest in particular. Um, and to be honest, we were not disappointed. Uh, there are some uh, spoilery bits that we're, I'm obviously going to dance around here, but 
if you even have a passing interest in this sort of uh, toy space, even if you are the unfortunate uh, other half of a relationship and you're partnered with someone who is into toys and you just accept that as part of who they are, but it's not your thing, I think you'll get something out of this. And that's tribute to the the setting and the style that Jay and, and Rob have put together. And I think this is a, a little something for, for everyone, really. The guys, look, they did a really great job of talking about the the setup for this episode. There's not really a lot I can say without sort of regurgitating uh, their words. But uh, I will say that probably my favorite bit is just getting an understanding of Jay's thought process. You, it's not a simple matter of, here's five grand, go buy some cool toys. It's that real mentality of, hey, this is cool to me, but am I going to be able to flip this for a profit uh, knowing that it's, it's going to a, a charity, to a hospital to, to help sick kids? So there's a real inherent pressure on that and I've got to say Jay brother you, you play it super cool you're just like oh yeah yeah no worries like you whereas I can only imagine the the maelstrom that that's sitting in your mind at the time so and I think that that comes across without you uh, seeming manic or, or anything about it and, and I think that's a, a tribute to Rob's skills as a director the way he's edited and, and cut it together that first toy store they go to, far out, if that's their home base, imagine when they get to the final boss level, right? It's going to be absolutely insane. As a, as a collector, as, a, as an Australian collector, that sort of toy store is the stuff of dreams. Ben alluded to this a little bit earlier, but the thinking process that Jay goes through, so thinking I'm going to start here, this is what I'm going to do, and then where he ends up with, what he ends up with, I should say, that's fascinating and as a toy collector as someone who's who's had those conversations with myself i really appreciated that and to be honest jay i would have done the same thing man like that's that's probably where i would have ended up too of course we also got to look at the uh after show special behind the scenes if you will this i believe is only going to be included for those who back the kickstarter um as the the guys have all mentioned and i'm sure trent will as well um i do get uh, a bit of camera time which was which was really nice to see uh i kind of think it's because i had my almost full beard wolverine-esque beard going at the time that they went <laughs> look at this hobo let's include him but uh look honored to uh to be a, a part of it there's a lot of other amazing collectors in that part there's a a bit of a montage where there's really uh you know collectors from all around the world with all different types of collections and it's rather than focusing on what's on their shelves they they delve into the person and ask those sort of questions you know just a base question why why do i collect this stuff and and that's sort of where you you lead off from there so really good uh in depth it's very different to the the toys that made us which is kind of the benchmark as far as that's the one that everybody knows uh, different again from the Plastic Crack documentary that we've talked about. This is its own thing. It sits in that really lovely space in between the two, both in terms of the production style and the the overall purpose of the show, if you will. Um, so congrats, Rob. Really happy for it. Uh, as the other guys have talked to you and Ben right off the bat, 
I'm just annoyed that there's such a long wait now to episode two. Um, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, congrats on revealing, obviously, the premiere and the world days and, and when it's going to be available to people. Uh, and we look forward to, uh, yeah, watching many more episodes. I'm going to pass the virtual mic now over to Trent. So we were super fortunate to be given the early bird press kit on Action Figure Adventure by Rob McCallum. And wow, there was a hive of excitement the day that file came through to the Toy Power page. We were super, super excited to get sort of the first glimpse of episode one of Action Figure Adventure, as well as the behind the scenes little clip that Rob had put together. In fact, I say little, but that's as long as an episode. I tell you what, the excitement on the page that day that file came in, I was at work and I, I had to sneak away for exactly 22, 23 minutes into a little quiet meeting room so that I could too uh, see the beautiful work that Rob has put together. It was, quite frankly, an absolute masterpiece. And what I think is brilliant about Action Figure Adventure is that it appeals, you know, it's going to appeal to us, right, as toy collectors. We're going to lap this stuff up and, and that's sort of a given. But what Rob and Jay do really well is they cater for the general audience as well. There's a lot of information in here that it doesn't feel like it's going over your head. I know it's something we reflect on a fair bit at Toy Power is that we are a show for hardcore collectors, action figure collectors. We do want to open it up for people that are very nostalgic about toy properties, but often we get into a lot of detail. We just get super excited about this stuff. The Action Figure Adventure Episode 1 really is about setting that scene for the general public as well, creating a captivating story arc that everyone I think will be interested in and really stepping through what it's about, what the hunt is about, what Jay's thinking. And and for me, and I know, you know, everyone's going to sort of resonate with a lot of the stuff they're seeing, the journey, the nostalgia that's so heavy, so heavy in this episode. is It's just, it's fantastic. But there's also a lot of really good just sort of information about action figures, about, you know, getting different views of what it means to people, what people think, different eras, what what defines the eras, what defines the modern action figure. It It is very much in line with the sorts of things we love discussing and some really great insights. The other thing I just loved in the opening, the opening, there were like three people that I've met or talked to, the very first three people, I think, and I won't spoil who they are, but it speaks to the calibre of guests that Rob has been able to secure for this show. And to get their insights, to get their thoughts is going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see more as we go from those people, their thoughts, their insights, their understanding. To go in, I mean, we've set the premise, we've had Rob on, we've talked about what this is about. This is about raising funds for the Children's Health Foundation there in Canada and Jay's fronting five grand of his own money that he'll put towards collecting these toys and then they're going to auction them off at the end for charity and the proceeds will go to the Children's Health Foundation. That's a fantastic starting point, setting the scene for this episode. But it's not called Action Figure Adventure for nothing. This is all about the adventure, the adventure of the hunt, the thrill of the hunt. And that's brilliant. I don't think we've necessarily seen that that in-depth going into those those comic stores, going into those toy stores, going into those areas where we can collect these things, seeing it all laid out, seeing the thought process that Jay has to go through to work out, you know, 
there might be an item that he just loves the look of, but it might be too obscure for that auction. That auction is always in the back of his mind. And I love seeing that internal debate. That And, and he expresses it really clearly, expresses it really well, the monologue of, of what he's thinking, what he's going through, how he's making that decision. That is brilliant. So I was blown away. I'm, I have to admit that watching episode one, that I got chills at the start of the episode. That was just how connected I was to this to this story, to the way it's shot, to to Jay and the way he goes through his thought process, the the nostalgia that's there. It's a it's a nostalgia heavy episode, and, and I suspect the series is going to be the same. There's a lot of stuff that we see that just brings back so many memories, and also seeing Jay's response to those items. He's seeing he's seeing these things real time. You're capturing that energy, that enthusiasm, that reaction. And he's he's talking about the the thought process of of what it means to him, but also what it means to the the goal at the end of this. I loved it. Uh, of course, it's ten out of ten stars, uh, or however many stars I can give it without being ridiculous. Uh, fantastic. The other thing Rob sent us was a sort of behind the scenes featurette or companion piece to episode one, which is set up in an interview style and talks through. I guess what a bit more in detail what Jay had to go through and, and sets the scene. So that was brilliant as well. A really cool part about that was uh, Toy Power's own Frank Allen made a cameo appearance. So that was really cool to see his thoughts. Um, but that was great as well to see the collectors, to see, you know, Rob's obviously got uh, interviews with the collectors, got them to send through information. You see their collections, you hear a little bit about them. There's particular questions that are posed. And you get it from the collector point of view. So this is something that really resonates with with the collector. Rob, you've done a fantastic job. Unfortunately, the only negative out of all this is that we've got a super long wait for episode two. Uh, I can't wait to see this. We do have the, the episode titles as well for all episodes. So I've got an idea. I've got an idea what these episodes we're going to touch on. And I'm super excited. I can't wait. We were all Kickstarters, uh, backers of the Kickstarter, so we're all going to get this. Coming to networks in Canada, can't wait for the the broader release, broader international release, if we get some details on that, that will be fantastic. But until then, can't wait for more episodes. How are we doing for time, Ben? Got heaps, mate. Yeah, awesome. So I wanted to um, give a big shout-out. I had a latest score. Whoa, dude. Nice score. Um, I don't actually have it yet, but um, but the person who helped me get it is totally good for it. You don't have to worry about that. So big thank you to Toy Power's very own Trent. He helped me nab the Hasbro Real Ghostbusters Kenner reissues wave. Now, um, I had a, no end of trouble. I went to a... Um, toy store that that has a couple of stores across Adelaide. Um, went to one of them. Obviously, went to the wrong one. Said so they didn't have them in stock. They sold out. They rang the other store, and the other store said they'd sold out too. Um, so I had a conversation to Trent and said, "Look, everything was a bit vague. I'm not sure if they were looking for the the right items. Could you check it out?" And of course, you know, after that, I felt really, really guilty because he's on the tea stop, and I've just sent him into a toy store um, on my behalf. But look, he managed to get all four of the, the Ghostbusters figures and he's also been able to um, help me out um, with the the Marshmallow 
Um, man, and the Slimer as, the, as the well. The Green is, Ghost, yeah. yeah. I call it Slimer, but it, yep. officially um, the Green Ghost. So I managed to, to nab that at very, very competitive prices because those four Ghostbusters in Australian retail are going for... For really for next to nothing for vintage replicas, you yeah, know, um, yeah. you know, and and to get the mint on card, so delighted with that. So big, big, huge thank you to Trent for making that possible. And I hope I um, wasn't too much of a cruel so and so for sending you into a toy store <laughs> when you're um, working so hard to abstain right now. Yeah, all good. I'm sure. I'm sure he. Uh, the biggest thing about when you stop collecting is losing that ability to hunt, and you know. So I'm, I think helping others helps him in a way that he feels he still... It keeps it cl- him close yeah. to the hobby still. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm sure he was uh, welcome that um, assistance for you. All right, any any other um, scores or uh, any mail? Um, the Masters Universe Origins He-Man, obviously. Yeah. That we- Have you cracked him open? No, I haven't, no. actually. I keep looking at the yeah. packaging, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I've had it for a little while now. I keep looking at it. It's just so nostalgic. It takes me right back to that era. But... Yeah, so I haven't had a lot arrive yet. I've had a couple of emails telling me things are on the way, pre-orders. You know, I'm, I'm not quite sure what they are, where they're coming from just yet, but I'm following the tracking just to sort of see when they're likely to arrive. So so there's probably a couple of things that are not too far out. Yeah, yeah. Nice. What, about, what about yourself then? Yeah, I've had a, um, I bought a few things for myself. Uh, I went into Target. A couple, this is going back a couple of weeks ago. Just missed our last um, one of our last podcasts, uh, you know, chats about latest schools and things. I went in and I saw a Mando um, figure, like um, the Mandalorian, the Black yep. Series, sitting on the shelf for thirty dollars or something. Yep. Cheapest I've ever seen it. It's the first time I've seen a Mandalorian figure at retail. Yeah, he's not easy to find. So I, I, I had to buy him. I, I just had to and. Yep. Uh, course i got home and i'm like well i need a baby yoda now like you know and uh, so i looked up on the internet and zing had a baby yoda so i went down the next day and i bought a yep. baby yoda and i can hopefully i mean the other guys are all laughing at me and things this is ben's new collection and you know watch out and stuff but hopefully i can just stop at those two characters you know i've got mando holding baby yoda in his carbonized uh, outfit so the more later release yep. um version look i and, reckon uh, you probably yeah. can just simply because that's a re- they're the really iconic signature characters from the series if you're yeah. just going to get two you get those two yeah and my and I, honestly my kids were pretty excited that uh, i bet they were baby got, yoda in the house baby yoda, that's right so yeah i was um i was pretty uh yeah the man for a little while uh, I had holidays not long ago, and I thought, well, I'm having holidays. I never game anymore. It's time I bought a game. So I bought a game I already owned. I bought Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, so the remastered edition. And so I, this is for the PS4? This is for the PS4, correct. Nice. And uh, I played that for, um, you know, off and on for my week. I, uh, I'm very rusty when it comes to gaming, so I'm not very good at, uh, you know, getting those high scores and things. But I had a lot of fun. It's it's a great game that I can just turn it on, play, you know, turn it off, do whatever, come back, play again. You know, I had a lot of fun. Uh, The longevity I can see is by building my own tracks, you know, customising my own characters. And uh, it's something my kids could play as well. So that was fun. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed. So mm. It's funny, I just remembered when you mentioned Target, there's a couple of things I picked up earlier this week that I did forget about. So the 40th anniversary Black Series Empire Strikes Back Kenner 
style yes. carded figures. They had them on clearance for fifteen dollars. Oh, jeez. Uh, which is you'd be losing money. Yeah, you'd, well, you'd uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So I bought an extra Luke and an extra layer, which were the two they had. Um, the Luke has the 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 photo. Um, scanning technology yes. so it's n- different to the previous release so having this second one um, because I bought that set when they first hit the 40th anniversary set having that second one means that I can open one you know really really happy to do that and at 15 bucks a pop I thought you yeah. just can't go wrong nah. No, um, sure. So it, people in Australia, if you've got a Target nearby, it could be worth checking out. Cause, yeah. Um, yep. And if you're into Black Series, because both Ben and I had some pretty recent success there. Yeah, for sure. I uh, got it. My I, I did a three hundred dollar purchase recently, right? So um, that arrived in the mail yesterday. So I, I cracked it open. Unfortunately, it's nothing exciting. It was all the doll stands and things. Oh, because okay. of the yeah, because of the um, damn shipping and the weight of the metal uh, doll stands. That pushed up the price. It, it put, yeah. That was forty doll stands, uh, reg, you know, decent sized ones for the six inch figures, and uh, ten of the smaller ones for my sort of three three and three quarter or female body uh, characters and uh, yeah that was uh, a, a big whopping $300 to um, you know post and uh, I, I don't regret it because that's sort of my insurance that my toys don't fall off the shelf yeah the absolutely uh, they've they're tried and true um, yet we uh, I've used them for years now and, yeah uh, yeah and know. I've never had any trouble with any of the ones I've used yeah, either they're, they're a good quality stand yeah. very reliable and and um, at least you know for that money it's toy, still toy related. It may not have been as That's exciting right. as yeah. as some of the other things we've talked about yeah. on this segment. But yeah. hey, look, you know it's going to keep your toys standing um, and off the floor. Yeah, Peace and that's mind. pretty exciting. Yeah. All right, we might wrap this episode. It's sort of going to be a short one because we are only the dynamic duo tonight. But we have lots of shout outs to do. We certainly right. do. So first off. Um, we have a new Patreon. Can you believe it? There's still people out there that are signing up to us, and that is just amazing. So thank you so, so much, Anthony Mitchell, a.k.a. Dirty Uncle Mitch. Uh, what a hero. Geek dudes, get on over to them. Now we've got Fresh. Now we got Anthony as well. Uh, uh, he's an absolute legend. I think he also does Hey Hey, It's a Podcast. Which yes, is, that's right. Uh, hey Hey, It's Saturday. And I think he's got his gaming uh, podcast as well that I do not know the name yep. of. Yeah, I'm not uh, too so sure either, but that, uh, Mitch. But yeah, fantastic Thank to you. have them with us, yeah. and, and always good to talk toys with them too. Oh, for sure. So yeah, yeah, no, um, wicked, um, very exciting um, news as well as far as the shoutouts go. Davy's video graveyard yes, shift, yeah, um, yeah. absolutely deserves a shout out. Hundredth um, episode, yep. just um, just happened, and yep. and um, so good, so well deserved. You know, such a good show as as people, our regular listeners would know. Davey's a regular guest on this show. Always supports Toy Power. We're more than happy to to support his show. Um, and and hope that you give it a listen. But if you've yep. got children, either listen to it when they're not around or with headphones. Yes, yeah. So well done, uh, Paulie, Davey, and Casey. I think that hundredth episode is going to drop to coincide with our episode. A bit being released this one here so uh, yeah I think they're going to do a bit of a uh, you know their best of their best of movies or something like that I'm not uh, I think it's going to be you know 33 movies each or something um, and then one you know 
Bonza movie that you just everyone has to see. So I think that's the general gist of their hundredth episode, and they'll have spliced in uh, shout outs from uh, their fans and listeners uh, into interwoven into the episode. Sounds awesome. Um, I reckon we might have given them a yeah, shout out here yeah. and there, um, which is worth tuning in for. But again, make sure you're wearing headphones. All the kids are not around. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. uh, should be good. And they are a barrel laugh. So Dave's video graveyard. Congratulations, hundredth episode mile. So and and we can't finish off the episode without plugging Movember. So uh, kicking off today, we I'm going to be doing a series of every day having characters through the pop culture universe that sport a mo. So um, we all us toy power characters are growing a moustache over the month of November. We have officially submitted a pledge with Movember. So please donate if you can. See our Instagram and Facebook pages for a direct link to donate for this great cause for men's health. And we'll take some uh, snapshots of our growth um, and uh, we'll, you know, uh, you know, see, we'll, we'll, I don't know, there might be a prize or something at the end. Uh, yeah. See who's got the best. And You never it's know. All, it's all for just uh, shits and giggles, you know, fun and games. And, and uh, for a terrific cause and, as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's great, I think, great opportunity for the four of us to do something together yes. and something for the community. So, yeah. um, and keep it going for a month. Long, absolutely. You know, uh, fun extravaganza. All right. Uh, anything else, Darren? I reckon um, just thank you for your patience to everyone listening. I know this is not your regular toy power fair. Usually there's there's four of us, um, and we always prefer it when that happens too. But um, you know, you know, it's still great, been great to have your company. Hopefully we've done it justice, and hopefully we've we've done it. Um, done um, Trent and Frank justice because they work so hard to make this show happen as well week after week so um, hopefully we've done them justice too and we look forward to as soon as possible the four of us being back in the Toy Power uh, recording studio um, making more episodes of, of that show that we, we'd love to make and we hope you can stomach listening to so um, without any further ado um, take care and stay safe um, stay well wherever you are in the world and, and look after your loved ones as well and until next time good journey you can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com, where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but... Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.